360 degree view on sports. I do have a, a really interesting chat. And um, it's something that's kind of been uh, around about. Um, it's about, what, 25 minutes uh, past 11. And someone who was my fitness trainer for six years, I was at the Lions. And um, he was there before me and um, renowned for his work. Um, someone who just operates behind the scene. You, you know, you don't always uh, get to see Mr. Lansky, Jeff uh, Lansky, a former Lions uh, strength and conditioning coach. Um, for 24 years, he reminded me that he started in 1994 and um, only coming to an end um, in 2018, just before um, COVID. And um, that was uh, when um, Inokunque, I think, was um, was uh, first around. Oh, came back, um, being being the being the the head coach of the Lions, and he currently works at uh, Babel Bullies in Sunning Hill. And um, of course, he's also done other work with um, your likes of uh, Wayne Sunderland as well, our goalkeeper. So, Mr. Lansky, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, pretty good. Nice to see you again. Um, I know it's been a it's been a it's been a while. It's been uh, since 2018. I think the last time we saw each other. How are things going uh, from from your side, uh, being on the other side now of um, you know just working in your own space? Yeah, I enjoy what I do. It's a it's a very good gym. It's um, the top powerlifting gym in South Africa and probably in the Southern Hemisphere. So there's some really, really good strength coaches there. So I've learned a lot from them and um, it's been able to enhance my work a lot. So, yeah, that's a kilometer away from my home. So loving it. Yes. I mean, uh, you, you always, I remember this interesting story that I always asked you, I think I asked you at the time, that what got you um, to um, being a trainer, especially for you? I think you, you said at the time you're optometrist. I think that's when you, you started. How did that happen from one, probably one side of the world to the other being involved in sport? Mm, it's, um, yes, I was an optometrist for 20 years. I had my own practice. But um, during that time, it initially started, my sister-in-law came home one day from school and said, hey, she's been chosen for the school athletics team. And can, I, can anybody help her? So I said, well, let me give it a go. And I learned as I went. And to cut a long story short, it progressed from there. And I landed up training most of South Africa's top professional squash players. And then one day, um, Clive Rice, the late Clive Rice, approached me and asked me if I'd be prepared to train um, the National Academy cricket team, which I did. And then six months later, independently, I was approached by Ray Jennings' wife and said, would I be able to help the, the then Transvaal cricket team? And yeah, been going since then. It's, you sound like someone who's seen a lot of cricketers <laughs> come through your eyes. And um, I mean, in terms of when you started to when you finished in 2018, I mean, what can you say was different through those stages um, in terms of the types of cricketers that you were getting? Well, in the beginning, cricket was cricket practices started at 4, 4.30 when guys got home from work and then would carry on until dark. And eventually, probably the early 2000s, it became a full day thing where guys would come in in the morning and then leave late in the afternoon. So from that point of view, um, you know, it became a lot more professional. And then, of course, with more money injected into the game, um, likewise. Um, in terms of the fitness, in the beginning, there wasn't a lot known about fitness. It wasn't really defined. You know, I'd, I'd hear stories about guys running up and down the stairs. 
And I think when I first came along and gave them the type of fitness that I'd give professional sports people, they were, they were horrified. It's, um, it was something beyond what they thought of. It's, I remember even somebody saying, when in a game of cricket you have to run up a hill? <laughs> <laughs> and only then, with time, then they realized the value of everything. And um, it's become a lot more regulated with time where um, there's been set fitness tests and there have been set fitness parameters, mm. um, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Um, there is... There is a thought that it's been over-medicalized. Yeah. On the other hand, um, there, there, there is a contrary argument. Point is, is it's, it's a fairly controversial field at this stage. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean I, I, I'm very interested in terms of building it up first. I mean, uh, I... I know you. I got to know you quite well um, over my time um, at the Lions, and um, a lot of things in terms of, like I said, in the past. I mean, were different. We used to do the yo-yos back then, um, and I mean, there was a enormous amount of time being emphasised in terms of off-season, making sure that um, I, I, I remember these words used to make sure, like, I'll do all my work off-season so that you can be able to almost like express yourself in the season without any worries and concern. From just that part, I mean, the yo-yo part um, I want to talk about. I mean, there's been a shift now. Everyone talks about this 2K time trial. What's that about? Is there any science behind that uh, already? Okay. Um, well, firstly, if I can just express my philosophy of the whole thing, and then I'll modify it from there. Um, cricket is a game of skill. Nobody is going to get man of the match because they ran a 2K time trial in 6 minutes 30 or because they did a yo-yo in 21.1. Um, the thing is, is that you have to perform those skills under conditions of duress, under fatigue, stress, and with um, as little injury um, probability as possible. And that's going to be each game, each, each month, each season, and so on. So my agenda as a trainer really was that I wanted to bluntly, I wanted a bunch of tough bastards who the coaches <laughs> could take to war. Yeah. And um, I worked my philosophy according to that. Mm. So I wanted to make sure that players were challenged mm -hmm. and that they could, um, and they could get through all the hardships that would come with what they were doing. Now, as far as the fitness tests go, um, we started off with the in the early days with the bleep test, mm. then it became the yo-yo, now it's the 2Ks. There have been interludes in between. But um, that's, often the, the discussion has been, okay, is it a general test, a general fitness test, or is it a cricket-specific test? Mm. And it's debatable. If you, had to, if you had to go to a medical conference, you'd get probably half-half both sides of the, of the coin. Um, the... The problem is, is that with the, certainly with the, with the yo-yo, well, with the beep test firstly, is there were players who were very good at cricket and they could perform all their skills on the field. Because cricket, cricket is, it's a game, it's called an intermittent explosive sport. It's a game where you have to sprint, recover, sprint, recover, sprint, recover continuously. So... The question was, okay, so we've got this endurance test. Is it going to give us any indica indication of how good a player is going to be in terms of their ability to sprint, recover, sprint, recover, mm. sprint, recover? And um, the, 
we'd, we'd sort of get an idea with the, um, with the beep test where players were. And then the yo-yo test came along because they said we need something more intermittent where the player actually stops and has to restart and stop and restart. And we found that the results were very, very similar because the stop wasn't, wasn't long enough. A 10-second stop doesn't really mimic the game. And then um, after I left, then the parameter became a two-kilometer run. Now, the two-kilometer run is used by India, New Zealand, Pakistan, Australia, um, England, and Sri Lanka, as well as South Africa. And the research that was done on it, apparently there's reams and reams of data. And that's more or less the distance that's covered in one-day cricket. Mm. And the pace obviously varies. The criticism comes in is that um, the 2K run is a continuous run, so it's actually aerobic. Mm. Now, can you extrapolate the results of an aerobic test into a cricket environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, to to just make sure that I, I explain to some of the people that might not be aware in terms of the standards in South African cricket is that you have to run a two kilometer in eight and a half minutes. Um, um, and also your skin faults is something that will be monitored um, throughout the season. And if you do not pass the two time or the 2K time trial, um, which is anything that is under eight and a half minutes, you do not play. And that's been something that's um, kind of got a lot of people talking um, because, of course, there's the five million Rand man, unfortunately, being affected. And it's not because we're saying he's a five million Rand man that it's uh, it's affecting him. There are other players, um, you know, Maima uh, from uh, Paul Rocks, um, who also got affected, who had a fantastic uh, season last year. And I'm um, also currently not allowed to be part of this, um, the CSAT 20 challenge. And we're trying to understand in terms of what it means from a player's point of view. Um, a player can get, for example, eight, 835 and is not allowed to, to play. And for me, it just doesn't make sense if someone is, uh, is failing just because of five seconds, especially if you consider it um, on case-by-case -case basis, because some of these guys are naturally in their family they are big they're naturally big so and they are fantastic cricketers like jeff said in terms of the skill set cricketers about skill set um there's no um there's no yo-yo that's going to make hashimamla score a 300 for example there's no there's no yo-yo that's going to make um del stain take a fiver but in terms of yes in terms of assisting him being on the field for a lot longer those are the things that we we talk about so that that's Something that I felt that it's important to to talk about, uh, Jeff, and making sure that we lay down that foundation so that people um, understand. We've got a few guys, and I've just mentioned a couple of names, unfortunately no longer being part. And it's been, I mean, as a, re a recently retired player, it's been a stance that, that wasn't always there, but um, has recently become into the forefront of domestic cricket as well. Um, first of all, um, I would like to get your views in terms of the 2K time trial in terms of is it really a representation of what it takes to be on a cricket field as someone who has trained um, players? And also, is it, is it fair for, for us to, to almost use a blanket type of approach in terms of, um, I understand from Cricket South Africa in terms of creating standards for your system, but is it fair to always just say everyone must be under 830? Well, firstly, <laughs> the... Um the 2K time trial, it's, um, 
you'll probably find that 80 to 90% of the players will pass it with a bit of training anyway. But there will be those who don't because of their size. If we had to look at, the, if we had to look at another sport, I wouldn't be confident that the Springboks props mm. in rugby mm. would be able to pass it. But would you exclude them when their job is something that doesn't necessarily depend on their ability to pass that test? Mm. So there are, there are obviously contaminating factors. Um, and I've had this discussion with other trainers and most certainly one very good, one very good trainer has said to me he can use the data to see where the player's at in terms of his practice fitness. Mm. I can say, okay, it's, a, um, it's an indication, look, the guy is, um, he, should, he should be okay. There's a question mark, is he going to last throughout the season? Maybe. But if we can use you as an example on this, let's, make an <laughs> let's take an interesting one. So I'm still at the Lions and you're still there, you're a... You're a you're a SEMO who can, you can, you could bet a bit, I think. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> but okay, so now what happens is that um, you've had a bit of a sluggish game. So, or okay, let's look at, uh, and, and then I say, okay, let's run a 2K time trial and you run it in 240. So my next, my next thing would be to go to the bowling coach. Tell me about no, no. What's happening in the nets? Is he able to get through his overs? Has he got a bit of a problem? Um, where, where is he? And if he says to me, no, the guy's actually fine. There's, he doesn't see what the big problem is. There's no fuss. He had a bit of a bad game. He had a bad meal the night before. So, you know, leave the guy alone. Mm. And that's fine. Or he might say to me, look, the guy's, the guy's bowled, bowls four overs and I can't do any more with him. He needs to practice his line. And I can't do more than four overs with him because he's stuffed. Mm. Or, he's, or he might say to me, yeah, he's pretty good, but I think he can get a bit more pace. He needs a bit more hip drive. Mm. Then I know, okay, we need to work on his strength. Yeah. So there are different parameters with that. And um, you have to be cognizant of them without just saying, okay, there's a blanket reading. You can't pass that. Yeah. So therefore, you can't play. It's a very, very difficult situation. And certainly at top level, their top, co their, their top fitness coaches who are on opposite sides of the fence with it. One of the world's best top bowling gurus says, in his words, quite funny, he said, it's as much value as a, as a handbrake on a canoe. <laughs> and then there's another one who's a national trainer of a very good team who says, no, he said, that is his most important parameter. And if not for that, then he doesn't feel the players would be where they were. So, yeah, it's controversial. Would I exclude a player based on his 2K run? Uh, not a chance. Um, just historically, in my 24 years at Gauteng Cricket, we only had one case in the whole time where a player was excluded because of a fitness mm. result. And really at the time, it was just to warn the guy, you're not putting in the effort, mm. you need to actually pay a bit more attention because it is affecting your game. We're dropping you and get your head around this. And the player did, he played the next game, he did get runs, and it was actually just done as a warning. Mm. Funnily, years later, when that coach left, um, the, you know, the, uh, the selector had a word with me and said, what the hell were you thinking dropping him? Mm. But just to show that that was, that that was a bit of a controversial thing. It was always used. People were told, you need, these are your parameters. You need to get through them. Yeah. And the players usually did because of pride. And if they, and if they, and just na the natural, you know, the thing is we say variety is a spice of life. With you guys, challenge is the spice of life. <laughs> and um, 
most of the guys rose to it. Mm. And if there were guys who didn't, there was normally a good reason for it. They're not built for it yeah. or they're just too explosive. And we could find other ways to judge their performance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the fascinating part about this. I mean, we, I'm using and, um, and maybe I'm using this example a bit too much where I'm going to say one of the players in contention, for example, was the most valuable player um, of the year. And on top of that, he was player's player of the year. And in my eyes, if you are being given the player's player award, that's coming from your colleagues, recognizing the work that you do and the type of player and the type of influence that you've had on games throughout the season. So when I hear now of someone that I've seen, for example, work really hard, he gyms hard, he does other aspects of fitness really well. But this one part is something that keeps getting that person excluded. And it becomes very difficult for me because when I see, I've also been on the field with them, played four-day cricket with them, where on, at half past five in the, in the afternoon, he's still letting the ball go at a really good click. Jeff, and I'm going back to the point in terms of, I understand this is where the, the world, you, you mentioned your, New Zealand, Australia, this is where everyone is. But you also mentioned an important part there by saying um, you, in rugby, you cannot use the same example for props or you cannot use the same fitness requirements for props and for your, your, your backline. Mm. Have, as South Africans, maybe just kind of just followed a system, what everyone else in the world is doing. And now in the way there are certain players, yes, in terms of skill set, maybe I'm focusing on the skill pad, how good he's been. Have we missed the boat in terms of finding our own way, finding our own identity and finding our own maybe ways of measuring how these players um, can be measured, I guess, um, to, to be on a cricket field? Firstly, number one, cricket is about your skill set. Mm -hmm. What about your skill and your will? Because if you've got a lousy attitude, then it doesn't matter how skilled you are. You, it's very possible that you're going to be a liability. So assuming a person's got the skills and he's got the will, now you have to decide, is this person going to be able to last on the cricket field? Mm. And that has to be the primary factor. And that's actually down to the coaches making the decision. It's, um, I don't agree with a blanket assessment that you could say, well, he hasn't passed an, a fitness test, which is controversial at best. You can't use that as the only requirement. There's no problem with using the fitness test as an indication, yes. that's fine. Look, I'll back myself. I'll say that if I train a cricketer, I'll get him down to that if I need to. Yeah. Am I going to use it as the, um, as the parameter to decide what his fitness is? No, the conversation that I have with the coaches is going to be the parameter and his work in the nets and on the field and his attitude, of course. Yeah. The other thing is that um, I do what I have noticed is that um, in certain sectors, cricket training has become very endurance heavy, mm. which I don't really understand. Um, and I find the problem with that is, it's something that I've learned from American sport via powerlifting. Mm. And that is, is that the way that you work with explosive sports like cricket, speed before speed endurance, strength before strength endurance. Mm. So first and foremost, you need the speed. And one of the primary 
factors is you don't turn a good sprinter into a long sprinter. (laughs) If you turn a good sprinter into a long sprinter, you're going to slow them down. I've had that happen with squash players, where a squash player who can run five kilometers or three minutes a kilometer comes to me and says, I can't keep up with the top Egyptian squash players, but I can outrun them. Why? It's because of the nature of the game. It's explosive, intermittent, the same as cricket. So you have to be very, very careful at judging according to a single parameter, especially when the person's a match winner. Yeah. It is uh, 15 minutes uh, before uh, the top of the hour, 12 o'clock, and uh, we are currently in conversation with uh, the former Lions fitness trainer, Jeff Lansky, who um, I was one of them, uh, players that... um, he worked um, with us uh, for, for a long time, and um, I remember some tough winter seasons uh, with uh, Jeff Lansky. And um, yeah, I've just um, been fascinated in terms of understanding where the fitness uh, trainer world, I guess, um, are in terms of their stance with these uh, requirements of players. And I feel at times are impossible for some players because of just how they, uh, they are built. Um, Jeff, um, probably in, in, in closing, I mean, uh, if I had to say, you are head of um, SNCs in South Africa and um, you can set parameters in terms of what should we look for in terms of, um, well, is it a blanket approach first or is it an individualized uh, um, approach? And on top of that, what types of exercises, for example, are important to make sure that a bowler stays on the field and we're not necessarily always um, impressed by the static side of things? Mm. Firstly, we're not machines, we're human beings yeah. You have to take an individualized approach I would have to discuss with each of the trainers The players under their, you know, under, under, under their tutelage And obviously they're going to be players Who are going to be right up there on the Proteus radar So we'd have to look at what they're doing We'd have to establish, uh, we'd have to establish a system Where we can get them to their best and there are certain things that i feel fairly strongly about that i'd want to get rid of and um and i I realized there would be times where it would be quite a heated debate what are those things jeff please share with us endurance training this business with doing piles and piles and piles of endurance training it's gone i really don't agree with it tennis stopped doing it squash definitely stopped doing it and um they're in pretty much the same boat and by endurance, you mean what types of exercises so well, that everyone gets to understand in terms of what exactly you wish it was? Well, was. I don't, I don't like long distance running. Okay. I don't, I don't think. I think what you might remember in the early years, we might have done a two point four k run. Yeah. I think we used to do it maybe once every second week. Mm. Other than that, everything was on the field. Yes. It was sprint related. We tried to keep it as cricket speed specific as possible Mm. because especially with the advent of the game becoming a lot more explosive where you're saving singles and every run counts um you speed is primary and then to back that up if you're looking at power the primary component which i've learned is strength Mm. and there's not enough emphasis on proper strength training Mm. and i've certainly had great results with with juniors with giving them proper strength training, doing major lifts like squats, deadlifts, bench and overhead presses, which has made a major difference Mm. to their games because strength is the top part of the equation of power. Mm. And um, time, obviously, is the bottom part. Mm. And it also is, number one, the best injury preventer, and number two, it ensures longevity more than anything else. And that I've seen with most sports. 
I don't feel there's enough attention paid to that. Um, I, I, I must admit, I haven't seen all the provinces at work. Yeah. So I can't, I can't judge everybody, but just from what I've seen and some of the players who I've had to train. So um, I do feel that they would get better results if they went at more more sort of speed, working on speed, working on strength, and then from there working on the speed and strength endurance, I certainly think they get much better results. Okay. Um, and that is exactly what um, Mr. Lansky is saying. Focus on um, strength. Let's forget about the endurance part. Uh, that's the outdated things uh, now. You don't have to run long distances. Um, as we said, a cricketer is short, intermittent sprints. And uh, that's what the focus uh, should be. And um, I'm hoping that um, someone who's had 24 years of experience, um, you know, in the cricketing world specifically, because um, cricket, rugby, soccer, these are different sports. And we're hoping that your experience, Jeff, is not something that um, can just be parked on the side and forgotten. Um, you've produced a lot of international cricketers. Um, a lot of pro, pro tiers have come through your hands. And um, I'm hoping that uh, if there's anyone that's listening, and I've seen in your WhatsApps and your stories and um, seeing some of these youngsters uh, getting their work through you. And I'm hoping that's just one of the things that are important for Gauteng Province, um, the work that you do. So I'm really thankful for coming, uh, for you coming and joining us and having this conversation. I know it's not easy when it comes to maybe some people that um, used to sit on that seat that you used to have in terms of being an SNC at the lines, but I appreciate your input. And I'm hoping that there's a conversation we'll carry on having because, as I said, um, the two-kilometer two time trial is something that is new in South African cricket. And uh, we're in the early stages of it. And unfortunately, there's been some players who have been caught on the wrong side of those new parameters. So that is uh, uh, Jeff Lansky, who uh, we can find at uh, Barbell Bullies. That's a gym in uh, Sunning Hill. And um, yeah, maybe since my retirement, maybe I can also find myself um, there um, um, having a, a few sessions with Jeff Lansky. Uh, thank Fantastic. you so much. Fantastic. I look forward to that. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Download the Vision View Sports Radio app. Available now on Google Play and the App Store.